This is Cinema Degeneration. folks and welcome to the introductory episode simply short sundays it's a new show here at cinema degeneration here we'll be taking a short dive normally 15 minutes or so into a multitude of film genres including cult horror science fiction crime stories thrillers chillers comedies nothing is off limits uh, one of our hosts will take on a lesser known film from their watch list and give you their unique take on these oddities uh, my name is Cameron Scott, and I'll be keeping you company here as your first toast on this beginning cinematic adventure. So, without any further ado, let's get started with our first film, which is Ninjas vs. Monsters. Now, I happened to cross this film by way of suggestion on my Voodoo account, and I'm happy that I took the plunge. Uh, first off, you can watch this streaming free on Vudu, uh, IMDb TV, or you can even find it on physical media, on DVD, on the average for about $13, which really isn't too shabby. Uh, it was directed by Justin Timpane and was released in 2012. Now, the premise and the trailer seemed utterly ridiculous, so let's dive right in head first after I give you the short IMDb synopsis, which is as follows. In this final installment, the ninjas and their friends find themselves pitted against the most evil and memorable monsters of all. Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy, the werewolf, and more. 
loaded with martial arts, bloody horror, gunplay, magic, comedy, pop culture references, and a tightly woven, twist-filled plot. And I feel like that is right on the nose. Right on the nose with this movie. It explains it to a T. Now, it starts off with a leisurely game of cards between two brothers where, uh, I'm using air quotes here that you can't see, no real magic is allowed. You quickly realize these are not normal folks and they have some uh, otherworldly powers. There's a weird brotherly d dynamic here with, between Eric and Randall, but uh, I think I like Eric a little less than Randall. I like Eric the most, or uh, I like uh, Randall the most, at least I think I do. And then there's some ninjas, and then there's snipers, and it's accompanied by a very nifty uh, grindcore, speed metal, and death metal blazing all across the soundtrack. Now, after we get some uh, karate and sniper hijinks, there's a montage, because you gotta have a montage! <laughs> and this is the point where I first realized, uh, unbeknownst to me diving into this one, but this is where I first realized that this is the final chapter of a three-part trilogy, and I've missed the first two films entirely. But I'm sallying forth anyway because fuck it, that's why. Uh, overall, this movie does have a fun-loving and witty sense of humor about it. It's uh, Sometimes it's a little over the top, but then again, this whole movie is over the top, and that's why I dig it. Uh, it's an interesting concept that I would describe as kind of Monster Squad by way of Kevin Smith with a dose of ninjas. This movie has everything, including the kitchen sink kind of type of mentality, and it shows. Uh, well, you know, on to the action. After a gang of homicidal carnies and clowns, uh, then we bring in all the monsters. And I do mean all the monsters. All of them. Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy, Wolfman, uh, zombies, etc., etc. And yes, I did say Frankenstein, because in this movie... Victor Frankenstein and the monster have been combined and joined into one monstrous concoction of a twisted body. Uh, from there, we are on to the getaway car, I mean the minivan, <laughs> and where we uh, this is where we get to know the inner dynamics of our monster fighting team of uh, Kyle, Cole, and Alex. Uh, their interactions are somewhat odd, but you feel like they've known each other forever. I guess if I would have seen the first two movies, I'd realize that. Uh, <laughs> but that's, uh, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, this is the third part of a trilogy. Dope. Uh, now, this movie is very meta, and like meta, with multiple reference to movies like that. Ghostbusters, the Twilight franchise, Scooby-Doo, Clerks, and one really, really well-timed Young Frankenstein joke. Now, my, one of my favorite characters, Alex, played by Devin Marie Saunders. She is quite funny and one of the definite highlights of this movie. As in fellow team member, resident asshole, lovable asshole, Kyle, a.k.a. Peter Venkman clone, uh, played by Daniel Ross. Uh, both actors really got great comedic flair and incredible timing. Uh, there are a couple of highlights here. But now my main issue would be probably some of the irregular pacing. And the editing, uh, the, the with the subplot concerning Cole, it only really tends to slow the movie down. And I, I, can, I can see why the filmmakers did it. And it is necessary, but those sequences really needed some tightening up. And the special effects in this movie, you know, sometimes they range from quite impressive to mediocre to even downright bad. You never know which is going to be, but it does... It, it does take away from the movie at some points, but sometimes it adds to the charm because it's laugh-out-loud funny. Uh, 
And now we have many more meta-references with the likes of Aliens, uh, Star Trek, uh, Doctor Who, Star Wars, and I'm totally here for it. The jokes all really, really work. So we're now at a point where they're splitting the new guys up in the group and the old guys up in the group into Team A and Team B. And uh, Team A is uh, far less interesting than Team B. <laughs> A-Team uh, gets uh, ambushed. And again, things feel very much like the Monster Squad. And these guys totally get food barred big time. The A-Team gets taken out. And this is where I really got a hot highlight and compliment the uh, fight choreography and some of the special effects work uh, both are at times fairly impressively uh, orchestrated and uh, which you don't really get with a low budget film of this ilk and things get even more meta from here that from a uh, this chick is toast uh, Ghostbusters reference that gives no reaction from the other cast uh, it falls flat to them but it didn't fall flat to me and even a cameo from a Christian Bale a a stunt double from Equilibrium, uh, which is really odd, but uh, made me laugh. And then we get a, yep, yep, there it is, a Wolfman Got Nards line. Had to go there. It, it, it screams Monster Squad, so when uh, Wolfman's Got Nards came up, I almost had to do a little bow. Now we finally get to the point of why old Vlad Dracula is mad at the world and i think it's safe to say that much like vlad we can blame everything on the twilight movies the twilight movies are to blame for this and we all finally arrive at the last showdown at the arena which is a drive-in where if our heroes don't defeat all seven monsters in seven separate one-on-one -on -one duels they will all be erased from existence so you know the stakes are high you know erased from existence and all uh, this is where we're introduced to the guide, a uh, character played by Alexia Poe. She is easily, easily my favorite character and favorite actor in this movie. It's a shame she only has a handful of credits to her resume. Please, please, anybody listening out there, please somebody put Poe in more flicks. If she's willing to act, give her the roles. Give her all the roles, for real. She's a total badass and funny as all hell. Now... The meta doesn't stop there, as we get winks and nod to the Terminator, the Matrix, Avengers, some more Ghostbusters, and gotta have a montage! A fighting montage this time. Now, I realize uh, that the Kyle characters are resonant, you know, air quotes here, lovable asshole, but he takes things just a bit too far when he lets the team member uh, step, just get killed. Just totally just stands there and watches her get killed when he could have saved them. Bad, Kyle. Bad, 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 bad. Venkman never would have just stood around and watched his teammates uh, get diced up into freaking barbecue. And while we're at it, yeah, poor Step. Step, you know, could have made it, but, you know, it is what it is. Of course, then there are zombies, because why not? Even though I didn't see the other two films, and one is uh, you know called Ninjas vs. Zombies, so... Why not? Why wouldn't there be zombies? I'm always here for the zombies. But then they're quickly dispatched. Sad face. Very sad face. It's kind of blink and you miss them. But, uh, you know, we got some zombie action. Now, I gotta give it up to this film for having quite an amazing finale. Three fast-paced fights going on all at once, all intercut and interwoven very well. One witch fighting, one zombie fight, and the one with the Frankenstein monster. They 
all managed to keep things relatively coherent and the action is really popping for the micro budget level. Now, at this point, we're down to just a few team members. Most of them have been bumped off. The only three we got left at this point is Kyle, Cole, and Aaron. And everyone else is either dead or wounded out of the picture. And you know what? Finale wouldn't be complete without a sword fight at the drive-in. Because if you don't have a sword fight at the drive-in in your movie, uh, then are you even making a movie? I mean, are you really living? I don't think so. And one last dose. One last shot of meta, and it's from... Blade Runner this time, and as our team signs off with a catchy end tune, are all things really going to be happily ever after? I don't really think so, without giving away the ending. Uh, it, it's, you know, the end of the trilogy, the, they stopped making this series in 2012, I think this is the finale, you know, they don't seem to be making any more of them, but it does leave things open for a sequel, and things are not going to go well for these folks, at least I don't think so. Um highlight reel and it's definitely the character of the guide uh the movie would have totally benefited from more of miss poe without a doubt uh the snappy and inventive dialogue is also a plus the meta references just sprinkled here there and literally everywhere it's great a uh, couple what the fuck moments of which there are several uh the decapitation of randall spoiler alert uh, the shooting of alex Spoiler alert. And the Frankenstein monster being disintegrated to pieces. Spoiler alert. And all these happen within a matter of about two and a half, three minutes. It's three big what-the-fuck moments back to back to back. Uh, it's great stuff. Overall, I generally like this movie. Where I was intrigued but not sold by the trailer alone in the first place, I jumped in anyways because I had good feelings and they paid off. Now, normally, I wouldn't advise uh, starting a trilogy with the third chapter, but the nice summary montage at the opening uh, makes things a breeze to follow, and also generally easier to catch up to where the characters are at this point in their lives and in the story. Um, in the end, I would say this is a good movie, but falls just a little bit shy of being a great movie. And on our normal 1 to 10 scale, I would give it a very solid 6.5. You know, not great, but definitely good. You know, And I look forward to watching the other two chapters in the series, which were uh, previous to this, Ninjas vs. Vampires, released in 2010, and Ninjas vs. Zombies, released in 2008. Uh, so, to sum up, definitely see it. You know, you don't have, you know, walk, don't run, but definitely go see it. Uh, I would all like to thank you at this point for tuning in to our first episode of Simply Short Sundays. I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you folks listening in to all these various shows that we do here and giving these new shows a chance. I've enjoyed bringing you this new adventure and look forward to bringing you a few more of these quickie reviews. Uh, keep listening. Keep tuning in. Keep liking. Click subscribe on our Podbean account. Please drop a comment to us and let us know what you'd like to hear our take on next. All right, I have been your host, Cameron Scott, signing off for Cinema Degenerations Simply Short Sundays, and I have been reviewing and dissecting Ninjas vs. Monsters from 2012.